Fuck off with the soundboard. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. All I want for my birthday is a big booty house. Hello guys and welcome to the Idiot Box Tales with me Tom. And me Kat. And today we're doing a birthday special because it is Catherine's birthday tomorrow. And 18 finally. She requested that we. <laughs> 18 finally. <laughs> what is it called? Is that? And she requested um, I pick some films and then she tells you how she would make it better. Yeah. Because she's the best at everything. And the birthday queen. <laughs> so this section is Cat makes films, air quotes, better. <laughs> hey, it's my birthday tomorrow. You can't bully me. Okay. Right, are you ready? <laughs> you ready for your first one? Um, oh. yeah. Go on. So I have. How many do I have for you? I have five. Five films that have got to improve. Five films that you've got to improve. Um, and the first one I'll give you is Toy Story Three. Oh. How would Toy you Story 3. make it better? Well, I think the majority of Toy Story Three yeah. is pretty great. Uh, we had talked about that in our day. Um, Apart from the Holocaust bit. Our conspiracy theories yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. I think the ending could have been done a lot better, though. I don't... How, how say? How come? come so on. we watch those Super Carlin Brothers on YouTube, don't we? Yeah. Um, if you like things about, like, Pixar, Harry Potter, Star Wars, um, watch them. Super Carlin Brothers, they're really good. Um, so they have a theory that Andy's toys, uh, Potato Head, Slinky Dog, and Woody aren't originally Andy's, the Andy that we see, yeah. and that they belong to his dad. Um, we know from watching Toy Story and Toy Story 2 that and that Woody is a really old toy. Yeah. We know that Andy lives in, like, I want to say, 80s, 90s, just because of, obviously, the cars, Pizza Planet, Sid's, like, style it's very early 90s like sid is a, like a grunge kid isn't yeah, he? It is, yeah, yeah so we know that it, it that's a good like um time bracket to put him in yeah but with woody's roundup when we find out woody's origins in toy story 2 it's it's like a, a 30s 40s cartoon it is yeah it's all in black and white um, the fact that we know that Woody's really valuable and so are Jesse and the Prospector and any kind of Woody memorabilia. The only way that that would be possible now is if it was an old... Um, and they stopped making the toys. And they stopped making them if it was an old uh, cartoon. The same way that we know that um, Star Wars, original Star Wars memorabilia and toys are worth something today because, because they're they the first... Them, yeah. no, well, they still make them, but they're the first ones. 77. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we know that Woody's an old toy. So it would make sense that he was a family toy. Yeah. I don't like in Toy Story 3 that, that Andy gives Woody and the rest of the toys, but in particular Woody, to a stranger. A random little girl. Just a random little girl. And it's a nice little thing like passing down a torch, but... He could have his own kids and yeah. passing down to them, but he just passed it to some random girl. The ending felt so rushed and so out of place for what these toys have mean, meant to this kid all his life. Because yeah. to be fair, Andy's a pretty weird kid. Yeah. He plays dead weird. He does, yeah. Like all his toys are intact and sound. <laughs> like Sid being a bad kid, I don't think he is because he plays like a normal kid. Mm. But that's another, that's, that's another it was podcast. Weird why Andy had like a porcelain. I think Bo Peep. I think Bo Peep is like a money box. Oh, I reckon she, she's a money box. Uh, yeah, that's why she's like, like porcelain, like ceramic. Takes all the money. 
But yeah, so, you know, he's took care of these twins, you know, near enough all his life up to this point. He's 18, he's going away to college. I really don't like that he gives them away. I think... No, I don't. I think this idea that I've got for the ending may have been an idea that someone has thought of in Pixar. I'd be really surprised if they didn't. But they've already had this kind of unified moment earlier in the film when they were all going to the incinerator. But I would have much preferred to have Andy get the toys back, but he decides to put them in the loft instead of giving them away. Because as mum says, there's like... There's a storage box, a trash box, donations box, and a college box. Like that, she's got lined up. They accidentally make it into like the donations yeah. box. I think I'd have liked them to have put them in the loft, and then instead of having that really sad unifier moment in the incinerator, that would have been a nice moment to have while they're in the box and the box is getting closed and it all goes dark mm. and they talk about how you know we're here for each other, and then all of a sudden like the screen goes black. And then you hear kids running around. Ah, uh, see where you go. And then uh, the kids run up <clears> to the <throat> attic, and you see two kids opening the box, and they take it. Wow, look at these toys! And then their dad, or what you would expect to be their dad, Big Andy. to walk over, look over the box, and say, "Wow, I haven't seen these since I was a kid," and just like say hello to Woody. Yeah. That would have been a much better moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to end that trilogy of films. Instead of just giving them to the little girl. It's like they were all, they were his toys and they were his yeah. toys forever. I and they always wanted to be with Andy forever. I think forever. that's just building up for a, a new movie fast, like, because he could just make it with the little I'm interested girl right away. To, I'm interested to see what they do with the fourth film. I would have loved at the end of, like, the girl brought them in the house, brought them in the bedroom, the light goes off, the door closes, and then she walks over with, like, a saw and a flame, <laughs> like a lighter, <laughs> and they just look petrified. <laughs> And she's just like, ah, got you now. <laughs> or she knows that they come alive. No. She knows that. I wouldn't have liked that. Why wouldn't you like that? It's been the best ending ever. It's like Woody in like a little <laughs> wooden chair. Like, like a, a fruit by the foot wrapped around him to keep him on the chair. Woody, I know what you are. I know what you are. I know you're alive. <laughs> you can hear me right. And then the soldiers just come down, parachute and get it. But she's like throwing them across the room and she's like no! and then her mum comes in she's like hogtied to the bed the toys are just like <laughs> sprawled around she's like the toys the toys did it the toys tried to kill me and then she gets put in like she gets sectioned yeah. and then the toys get sent to um, like a charity shop and then Andy comes back and gets them or Andy's mum gets them okay so the ending of that yeah totally see Pixar doing that the no. middle bit though <laughs> not they getting sectioned no I don't see that happening. What? Um, it sounds a little bit like, I don't know if you've seen it, but the film The Puppet Master. No. That's literally like evil toys come to, come to life and start killing people. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right we'll watch it at some point. Oh, sounds good. But yeah, so I think, yeah, Toy Story 1, love it. Toy Story 2, love it. Although I really don't like Jesse. I'm not a fan of Jesse. Why? I do, although I do like a little backstory. Why don't you like Jessie? I don't know. I just don't. She's annoying. I find jo- Joan Cusack annoying as well. She does her voice. Oh. Right. Well, I, I'll give you ne- <laughs> next question. <laughs> I'll give you your next one. And I'll give you some time to think it. I've wrote some facts about Toy Story. I've wrote facts about everyone. So while you're thinking of the next one, which is Beetlejuice, I'll give you right, some facts right. about Toy Story. So remember Beetlejuice, how it ended. Uh, and I'll just give you some facts. 
Tom Hanks's brother, Jim, voices Woody, when Tom Hanks is busy. Yeah, Jim Jim Hanks does a lot of Tom Hanks when he's not around. I know, yeah. I thought that was weird and I was just like what else does he do for him? What? You know what? If you could do that for me, if I was like a famous, <laughs> and you could do that, I would definitely. <laughs> so uh, people gotta eat, Tom. You know what I mean? Uh, the first name of Toy Story was "You Are a Toy," and Woody was <laughs> "You Are a Toy." <laughs> yeah, and Woody was originally the villain, and he was yes. a, he was a, he was a large ventriloquist dummy. Well, it's. He was originally written as a villain, and yeah. they did the sketch for it. It's called the I think the Black Friday tapes. Yeah, where he intentionally pushes Buzz out of the window. Uh, we know it's an accident, yeah. but like he does it on purpose, and then they turn him into a villain. But yeah. they didn't do that. He's that would have like been shit. Taken to just. They would never. They wouldn't everyone. have been able. They wouldn't have made a Toy Story two if, if they had turned Woody, yeah. in, Woody into that character. So, uh, have you got your Be- ending for the Beetlejuice? <laughs> there's nothing I would change about the ending of Beetlejuice. What would I love through it. Uh, there's nothing I would change through it. I love Beetlejuice. I think it's brilliant through, through and through. The only thing I would change is to stop Tim Burton from making a second one. Yeah. That's literally the only thing I would change about that series of films that's going to be coming. I don't, um... He's announced a second. He's announced a second Beetlejuice. I think Beetlejuice is a great standalone film. Yeah, it's gonna be it's hard. It's gonna be hard to sell any changes to Beetlejuice for me because I watched it when I was so yeah. young and it's yeah. something that I've. Well, will they like, get Michael Keaton it. back though? Yes. I don't be- know. It'd be because- old though. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because if you remember Beetlejuice, he's like his skin is coming away from his face. Suppose, he's like yeah. a snake, isn't he? Yeah. So his skin's coming away from his face, so it wouldn't matter. It's his face is all made. I'd like up to see anyway. like the like the, the better CGI instead of all like the weird. Like, I think that plays into it though, like the the claymation bits and stuff I like never, that. I never really liked that. In a bit of the claymation light is when he's like the face, like he mashes up the faces, mm. and she gets like the really long snout and. Yeah, I like that. Um, he the but it's the um, eyeballs on his fingers and shit. Sculptures. Yeah, like when the sculptures they come alive. Yeah. I really like that. I think that would look weird. Who's the mum in that? The mo- which one? The mum of Beetlejuice. The the ginger one. Whose mum's the woman who's mum? Yeah, who is she? What else was she? Mm-hmm. In? She's a, we're not going to add this moment. No, I know what you mean. I can't pinpoint anything else that she was in now. But oh. she's, yeah, she's a good actress. I, yeah, there's, I wouldn't change it. I'd just stop him from continuing the story, I think. Just That's leave the way it, it needs to end, yeah. Although he may do a story where it's very similar, it runs very similar, just yeah. in modern day. Like, there's another couple so or another like, person who's died. Re- re- remaking them on the day. Yeah, like they're showing someone else that Beetlejuice is, be, someone else's it. life that, or death that Beetlejuice is fucked with. Oh. Um, but he was going to do, uh, Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii, uh, like back in the 90s when Beetlejuice had just come out. Yeah. His proposition for a sequel was Beetlejuice 2, Beetlejuice in Hawaii. <laughs> Beetlejuice in Hawaii. I, I don't know. Hawaii. Aloha. I don't know, but I'm sick of Tim Burton shit, so I'd rather him just not do anything anymore. And just, just, just hide. <laughs> just <laughs> Be weird in his mansion. Just let him let him just be Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Make him weird hedges. Yeah. Begging Helena Bonham Carter to come back to him. Yeah. And just being weird in a striped t-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little bit for the worst. Right, the next one I'm going to give you, and I'll give some facts about Beatrice White, if I think about it, is Suicide Squid. 
Oh. And then I'll give some Beetlejuice facts while you have a little dun, 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 you little think okay. about that. Sammy Davis Jr. for the rap pack was ori- was originally going to be Beetlejuice. That would have been sixty five years old <laughs> doing Beetlejuice. That would have been immense. I was just about to say, wasn't he in Beetlejuice? But the character is in my mind that I thought saw him in the position of. Yeah. Wasn't he? Was he in Beetlejuice? No, he wasn't. Who wasn't he the he fella was? that was? No, he was the fella that was hanging up. Uh, I don't know. But the, the fella who was, came to mind was the woman behind. The fella who was hanging up. I've got a, a, a Dayo played at his funeral. Died in two thousand ten. Oh really? The day he played Dayo at his funeral. Dayo, Dayo, come and go uh, the original pizza name. Pizza <laughs> the original name for Beetlejuice was Scared Sheetless. <laughs> it was originally House of Ghosts, and he wanted it to be House of Ghosts. And then Warner Brothers was like, "Nah, Beetlejuice and House of Ghosts shit. Give us something else." And he went, "Scared Sheetless." And then they actually liked that. He was like, "No, it's Beetlejuice." <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Listen, Hunt, you fucked up Batman. You're calling it Beetlejuice." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Warner Brothers like Scared Sheetless, and I thought that was a bit weird. And Beetlejuice is only in his own film for 17 minutes. From the hour and a half film, he's only in it seven minutes. Is that Beetlejuice or is it Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton. Yeah, okay, because I was going to say, Beetlejuice is there in other forms. Yeah, but Michael Keaton, like his his form. And it was filmed in front of a live audience. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting. I don't know why I saved that for last night. I just put live audience in brackets. (laughs) And this has been another Tom's Fun Fact. Oh, where's my soundboard? (laughs) (laughs) Just the claps. I'll just give myself my own clap. Right, so Suicide Squad. Suicide Squid. Okay. Go on. Let me have a good itch before I start up on this. Because as a massive Harley Quinn fan... um. And Joker fan and DC villains in like in a whole as yeah. a whole. I was sorely disappointed by this film. Mm. But not immediately. What do you mean? I was disappointed by it when I rewatched it. When I first went to go and see it, it I was genuinely excited by it. Yes. Yeah, and I think the excitement of seeing um like Harley and the Joker together and seeing like Deadshot and um Captain Boomerang and stuff like that. These are all characters that I love. In the exa- Captain Boomerang, really. In the excitement of that. In the excitement of yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to the Australian fella. Well, he's not Australian. It's, not, it's, anyway. it's a bit fun of bullshit. Fact, like fun fact fun, about Catherine's that. Fun Captain's fun fact. Margot Robbie is Australian, mm. and the fellow who plays Captain Boomerang is American, and they taught each other how to do the opposite accents. Did they? Yeah. Oh. For the film. Oh, cute. Um, That's the girls. Yeah, so I think I got swept up in the excitement of joy and watching of watching them on the screen. Yeah. That it was only when I rewatched it that I realised how shit it was. Yeah. Um I think they tried to give everyone an origin story in one film and we know that that doesn't work. Like the only the only time that ever works is when you're introducing new characters is when their origins have already mm. been done. So like a great origin film, no one agrees with this, but I really like Wolverine's origin film. Yeah, the X Men Origins one. It is good, yeah. You know, if you take out Deadpool from that film, then it's sad. Yeah, that is so um, at the end. And things like the new X Men, like X Men First Class, we've got like Professor X and Magneto. 
mystiques in it. We see mystiques' origin and we're shown them when they're younger, but they've already had their origins, so we already know. What it about, seems yeah. like we'll see more people's origins, but it's not being laid well, out being for better, us. It's like a TV I mean? series, like a Netflix original, just to show yeah. like everything. Another thing about Suicide Squad is that it was very rushed yeah. you can tell that it was a much longer film it was produced much longer but they've obviously had Cut bits out. they've obviously had like time, a time constraint did. that they need to get to and you know they've cut a lot of a lot of it out and i think they've cut a lot of the story out yeah. there for the sake of keeping in the explosions and yeah, the, which... the special effects mm. um do you know why diablo turns into a massive Native American monster at the end yeah. because the film certainly didn't explain it. No. That was never something that was. He's, the... like, he's like Spanish. Yeah, he's like Spanish, and he turns into the Native American. He had like a Native, like if, unless I'm viewing it wrong, and there's something in the culture that he's from that's like that. But yeah. he had like a Native American headdress on yeah. when he turns into like the big fire monster. That was never something in the film that they clued to alluded to him having. No, it was just all of a sudden it just happened because yeah. it was necessary to defeat. Whatever he was, whatever they were fighting. Yeah, it was the the enchantress. Oh, the enchantress. Um, so that was bizarre to me. We had a few Harley ba- like flashbacks, mm. but nowhere near enough to fully explain why why she's there. Some really bizarre scenes with the Joker that made no sense at all, and Jared Leto's made it known that he um he's really upset why? about how much. Because he, he method acted all the way through that. Yeah. Um, from start to finish, he was the Joker to the point where he was sending like the cast members really weird presents. Yeah, he sent Margot Robbie a rat. rat. He sent uh, Will Smith bullets, mm. and he sent just like a dead hog to the crew. Mm. He got really into the, like he couldn't get out of it. I think yeah, that's and he never things. he never spent any time with the crew, the cast and crew no. at all because he was method acting. The poor fucker shaved off his eyebrows for about thirty seconds of screen time. Yeah. Now, if you're going to include a character like that, a character with such magnitude in the DC universe, you need to give him more screen time. Otherwise, don't include him at all. Yeah. And certainly don't base all the marketing and the trailers around him if he's not going to be in it that much. Yeah, fucking Will Smith got the most screen, screen time in it. See, this is one of the things about the film that I always say. It does not feel like an ensemble film. It feels like a dead shot film with other people in it and I don't mind that because I thought Will Smith was alright in that uh, yeah. I was saying earlier that I don't think I can't remember anything that Will Smith's acted well in Yeah. apart from the Fresh Prince and that's just because he was being himself <laughs> but it, he was alright in that Yeah. I would have liked to have seen them start a few origin films before doing Suicide Squad mm. or not try and throw in the origins and do the origin films after yeah. like they've done X-Men and then we got a Wolverine origin film after like I wouldn't have minded so much but he soaked up so much time in that film by trying to show us where everyone come from that there was absolutely no time for them to go anywhere yeah. and for them to do anything like their main mission in that was to save Amanda Wallace that's what it was and yeah. then it's turned into oh and by the way Enchantress is in the subway just underneath us let's go sort that out yeah. but not before we go to the bar and cry and have a little bit of a whinge yeah. that was unnecessary that scene I thought yeah it was there's a lot of unnecessary business what would you change then to make it better I, I would I would love to see what the film looked like before they started cutting it yeah. and I would have prior, prioritised the story 
over the special effects. Yeah. But it's something that we see consistently now is that the special effects are the things that is being boosted. You know, it's in Inception, it's especially in Doctor Strange. It's these films are starting to feel like studios as an advertisement for a studio, like, look what we can do now with computers as opposed to let's make a halfway decent film. I felt like nothing happens in that Doctor Strange. I felt like it was just like it just was just all matter just like one big thing. Yeah. Like hit his hands, got his hands fixed and then he ended up being the fucking the biggest superpower in the world and changing time and yeah, like, he just. If I was the other felon in that film, and I'd been there with um, uh, Tilda Swinton for years, <laughs> Tilda Swinton who's looking at bald, it, looking it? at the back of their bald head for years, and then fucking benefit Cumberbitch comes in <laughs> yeah. and starts and is there for like three months, and then she's like, you know what, you know. can run this place now. Yeah, you defended this place with absolutely no training. <laughs> You this, still can't move your fingers properly. This cape just come but you can, you can stay here and sort this shit out. No, no, I'd been like, you know what, girl, I'm out. Loyalty means fuck all to you. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, Suicide Squad, I'd focus on the story. Because with things like that, films like this, the superhero films, there's so much to the story. And people love these stories and have done for years. Yeah. And for them to to reduce characters to nothing but a cameo, just to to gain views but not actually do anything I with them. I was upset about it. It is infuriating. I was. I was upset as about well because that was what I was looking forward to. I mean, we all know that Heath Ledger was an amazing Joker, mm. and I think it's unfair to give Jared Leto that role after Heath Ledger's done it but not give him an opportunity to show yeah. what he can do with it Heath Ledger was an amazing Joker but at least but he also got to be the Joker yeah it was like it was just, the, the, that film was like a Joker film with Batman in it was yeah <laughs> which Jared Leto hasn't had that opportunity yet no. he hasn't had the opportunity to show us what his version of the Joker is yeah from what I've seen so far I like it but it's not enough yeah because this Joker that he is the kind of showboating Man of Entertainment is the type of Joker that I've always liked. Yeah, um, I'd like him to go a little bit more Mark Hamill's Joker in the kill- in the Killing Joke and in the yeah, cartoons. Yeah, yeah. A bit more like. But what crazier. we've got so far, I think there's a lot to build on there. Yeah. Um, some of the deleted scenes are really good as well with the Joker in the one where him and Harley are in the the Lamborghini. Why? What happens? I've never I haven't seen so, the deleted scenes. So the him and Harley are in the Lamborghini but there's a part in it where she I think I can't fully remember it but she gets out of the car she's on a motorbike and she's go, she's chasing him down yeah and she nearly gets killed so she gets close to him she pulls a gun and she puts it to his head and he's taunting her to shoot him the Joker the Joker he's, she's got the gun to the Joker's head and she's taunting her to shoot him yeah to the point where he's he's grabbed the barrel and he's ramming it into his head to yeah. go to shoot her. They both get into the car and then the speeding off and that's when the whole scene where Batman punches her in the face yeah. is. But it's just a little glimpse, but it's more of his character. Like he's genuinely a psychopath. Like he's proper. Like fucked in off, the end. Off his cake. Off his cake. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
I don't know. There's a lot wrong with that film. There is. There's so much wrong with it. It, was, it, was, it, should, it should have been a hundred times better. You see, and they did that with Batman vs Superman as well. That the, was shit. The one that was in the shows in the pictures was really bad again because you felt like there was a lot missing. Yeah. A lot of it was really confusing, but the the extended version, like the three and a half hour long version, the extended is good. Version? Yeah, it's really good because it makes sense because everything, all the little bits that they cut out, it was that's all away sense. from the story completely added to it and made everything feel rounded off all right suicide every scene in suicide squad just feels like a trailer for a scene yeah it's not an actual scene it's like a brief showing of what the scene would look like before they actually do it all together it's like concept art to me and i i didn't i don't like it i don't think it's good so is that all you so yeah (laughs) so what i would fix about suicide squad is everything yeah you right. Uh, before I give the fun facts, I'll give you the next one, and the next one's Kill Bill. Which I uh, put this on because the last podcast you said you hated it and it was the worst thing ever made. I never said it was the worst thing ever made. I said it wasn't a bad film. It's the worst Tarantino movie ever made. It's the worst Tarantino movie, but I'm not saying any of his <clears> films <throat> are, are that bad. So uh, yeah. it's the worst film ever. The worst of his. <laughs> well, why yeah. I dislike. Well, I have a li- little think. You already used one of the fun facts about them sending weird presents. Oh, right. So <laughs> uh, there was an on set therapist hired because I think it was mainly for. Jared Leto because mm. he just couldn't get out of the character and I think that's a problem that all of the people who played the Joker have is because he's so like you've got to play him to the team because he's a lunatic you sort of get into that mindset it depends what kind of actor you are though like how involved yeah. you are do you know what I mean and uh, all, all three actors who played the Joker in like the, the live action films yeah. won Oscars so Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson won one uh, Heath Ledger won one and Jared Leto won one yeah. So it just shows how Did good. Dreaded letter. Yeah. The Oscar, Oscar winners, but they Oscar. haven't won the Oscar for the Joker. Yeah. Okay. So it's it just shows how good the actors are. But I think the only one to actually win an Oscar for it was Heath. Heath Ledger, yeah. Um. Yeah. But. No, I'm sure Jack Nicholson. Did he win one for the Joker? I don't know. I'm sure that was a weird. I'm sure that was a weird fact. What do you mean? There's a fact that someone's told. I think it was that that they both won an Oscar for the role. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, what would you change about Kill Bill? Um, okay, so the things that I would change about Kill Bill are only things if Kill Bill is not a TV show. <laughs> if It's, it's if, not a TV show because it doesn't be... From the theory of um, how they all link up in the universe, yeah. if that Kill Bill is Fox Force 5, the TV show that Uma Thurman talks about in Pulp Fiction... Yeah. If it is that, then I think the film is fine the way that it is. It's just not to my personal taste. Right. If it's not a TV show, then I would I would remove um, the camp seriousness around it. Mm. So, you know, the conversation that Black Mamba and um, Uma Thurman have. The Bride. The, the Bride. I was trying to find a name for her, be- but it was Beatrix. just... Is it Beatrix? Yeah. But it was just like, in everything where I was looking, it was like, The Bride. Baby, baby. Um, so, The Bride and... Um, Black Mamba. Black Mamba. So, their little exchange in the, in kitchen, the kitchen, and yeah. then the fight happens, and then Uma Thurman's like, to the little girl, like, one day, you're going to come <laughs> and find me. Like I said in our previous podcast, one of the things that I love about Quentin Tarantino is how natural he makes things and how 
good of a flow things have so that even though these aren't characters who have jobs or personal circumstances that we relate to because he writes them so well to be actual people yeah we relate to them anyway so we relate to Jules and um, Vincent just because of the casual conversations they have about like Vegas. Yeah. You relate to them that even though we're not Hitman, we're like, huh, there's a like, decent yeah, characters. talking about girls and... These, in Kill Bill, these are extreme characters who have extreme lifestyles and also talk in a way that's not that's, relatable. It's, yeah, it's over, it's over for acting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's all very over the top. It's not one of the reasons why I like Quentin Tarantino. So it kind mm. of goes oh, goes from the opposite direction of the reasons why I love his film. Yeah. So this is why I think it's the worst one. Because it doesn't fit a Tarantino. Not because it doesn't fit a Tarantino, it's just not to my personal liking. But if the theory is right and it is a TV show, then it does make sense. But they need to, he that needs to come out like and explain that. it. Like that he needs to make a fit and say that it is an actual TV show, but yeah. he hasn't said nothing to make you think that it's a TV show, apart yeah. from the, the thing that he says. In, um, pulp fiction. So, but I think... As a film, like I've already said that I do love what he does with Areni Shee, with her um, when he's telling her backstory, he yeah. does it in anime, and I think I just think that's that's a genius move. Yeah, it is. Yeah, to be able to do all the violent stuff that he wants to, but to not involve a little girl in that actor or not, mm. to not have a, an actual little girl doing the things that, do that Aren yeah. did when she was a kid. But also it fits in with her Japanese culture as well. Yeah, which is really nice. Which I do really it's like. like is that it fits with it within her culture, but it's also a great way for him to extend the story and show what he wants to show without having to actually do it in live action. Yeah. I really appreciate that scene. Um but yeah, so I think the un- the only thing that I would change is that it doesn't fit with his his style of writing. But if it's supposed to be something that we don't see it as and we do get that reveal later on down the line, my opinion will probably change. So what, what, what would you change to make it a better film? What would you take out or what would you add? I'd make them speak naturally. I'd, like normal people? I'd have natural dialogue Yeah. through the film. I'd have the scenes like that Jules and Vincent have and I'd have the scenes that like Vincent and Mia Wallace have. Yeah. I'd have something similar to like the taxi driver scene in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Or, you know, the conversation that they have in Reservoir Dogs around the breakfast table. Right, yeah. Or the conversation where they're talking about their code names. Like, that would have been a scene that could very easily translate. Yeah, like they're all arguing over the code names. Yeah, when when they're talking about, you know, I don't want to be Mr. Pink, I don't want to be Mr. Brown. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Mr. White, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, that kind of thing. And it would have been, that would have been a very good scene to translate into Kill Bill, the Kill Bill universe, because they do all that code names. Yeah. I'm hoping he does the third one, and I'm hoping the third one is a prequel to everything. Yes, and it is how they started, before, yeah. to see everything before they started. If it's a film, if it is a TV show, then that's great. So that's all you would change. <laughs> from <laughs> it Kill is just, Bill. just the, the rhythm that they, they talk right. in. My last one is The Page. So have a little think. The first one You've seen the first one, haven't you? Multiple times I've because I've made you watch book. it multiple times. Yeah, because you kept you kept telling me that you hadn't seen it. <laughs> but I had. <laughs> but I, I had. It. You'd watched it several times with me. <laughs> <laughs> and we still watched it. So I've got. This some... is like when I was in school and I used to sit next to this lad who used to tell me that he couldn't read. Yeah, but he could. And I had to read things to him from like year eight to year eleven. He couldn't read, of course. But he why did he just? Because he was in set, set, set to English. But why did he just want you to read things to? Him? I don't know. He's like the sound of your voice. 
<laughs> he was just a dick. Oh, right. But you still done it, so... Yeah, because most of our work was group work and he sat next to me. <laughs> right, uh, I got the facts back, Hillbill, why I think, about... Um, the, page. the page you know what everything what everything you've changed on that yeah so uh, Quentin came up with the Kill Bill idea on the set of Pulp Fiction after talking to Uma Therma about their favourite 70s kung fu films right okay and it's the only Quentin film to have under 100 fucks <laughs> so there's like literally no fucks given that's it had 17 fucks in it that's because these don't talk like normal people yeah they give 17 fucks like I've said, nearly half the fucks in yeah. the past fucking time. <laughs> so, and it's probably Buck that does most of those fucks. Th- yeah, <laughs> there's 41 deaths in the first film, only three in the second. And all the deaths are, like all the murders and killings are done by a female actor. Yeah, the first film, the majority of the deaths are in the 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 last part of the film with the Wren. Yeah, in second, because they have like Bill, they're having like a yeah. party, aren't they, or whatever? Mm, uh, and there's four hundred and four hundred and fifty gallons of fake blood was used, and half of that was used in the um, the samurai scene where she yeah. cuts all the heads off and the arms off, and that half that blood was used. And I don't know what the rest of it was used for, like <laughs> just like to throw it around yeah. the place. <laughs> it's like ah, oh, there's just a couple of fake blood, yeah. Uh, so going to the purge. Um. The Page is one of these films that the concept is brilliant. Yeah. The execution is, is meh. Yeah, subpar. Meh. Um, so the idea of the page is what the twenty four is twelve hours. It's not twenty four hours, is it? It's, it's 12, twelve hours, hours. from dusk till dawn. Yeah, you can do whatever you want for one day. Yeah, yeah. And then the idea of this is that it's reduced crime. Yeah, they added like a twenty. What was it? Twenty eight six. Twenty eighth amend, amendment. That yeah. they can cleanse. So yeah. that that's like that's a massive flaw anyway. That that's the basis of the film. Yeah. And they do it because it is actually like reducing the crime rate of America. Yeah. As if people commit crimes just out of being bad people and on impulse. Mm. And there aren't people that do certain things out out of necessity. So like, so no one is a drug dealer. But only for that twenty, but only for that twelve hours, people can deal drugs. But other than that, nobody's a drug dealer for the entire year. There's no one getting done for possession. There's no one getting done for like. It is. Yeah, it is magic. Like, how can how of course like bad people are not got to conform to their rules? They're already murdering people. it's, It's not even that it's the bad people thing. Like the murder and like looting and stuff that makes sense because people like that could that impulse stuff. Yeah. But, you know, so there's no one who finds themselves in a situation where they feel like they need to defend themselves. You know, people who shoplift because their family's poor and they can't eat, that they don't do that for the rest, for the entire year. Yeah, their families do don't need that. Hours, yeah. But in the 12 hours, for some reason, they, they do. Yeah. You know, it is mad. Yes, not it everyone commits a crime because they're a bad person. Some people do it out of necessity. You know, there are some people that deal drugs on the side because their job can't support their family. Yeah. That's not, oh, I'm a criminal and I want to get people, you know, I want to fuck people's lives up with heroin. That's like, people do stuff like that not because they've got bad will towards other people. So the whole premise of the film doesn't make sense to me anyway. Because not all crime is just on impulse and mm. hatred. Um, <laughs> I like in the film 
the weird little social hierarchy that they have. Like, like posh people are fucking evil. Yeah, like they. And they like everyone else just locks themselves in because the posh people are lunatics. Because the posh people fuck shit well how is that any different from the rest of the year it's just that they don't murder people they They just just haven't stabbed you they fuck (laughs) shit up in other ways Um, I think I think the the crime rates is something I would alter if I was a writer of the film I'd be like it's reduced crime by 40% I wouldn't be like there's been zero crime in America since we've instituted this because that just doesn't make sense it's been lowered by 40% but goes over by like 4,000 on this one night but we don't count this one night because yeah exactly we can just not put it in our records because that's not illegal now so (laughs) But yeah, so that's really unbelievable. And it sends a really, it does send a really weird message that everyone who commits a crime is an evil person. Yeah. The fact that no one has the need to or wants to commit a crime for a year because everyone's waiting on tenterhooks with party hats and balloons for this 12 hours to start, you know what I mean? And through the film, it looks like the majority of people are literally just locking themselves in their hands anyway. Yeah. I mean, they've the family that we see have got the massive security system. Yeah, they are like a, a posh family, aren't they? Don't they? So you know what I'd do if I was changing the film? I'd get rid of that stupid fucking kid. Which their the youngest kid? Yeah, it just ruins everything. They get them killed. <laughs> <laughs> they just leave the fella outside. He's dead already. Just leave him. But that yeah. fella just like tries to ru- like that fella gets in the house and just tries to ruin them. <laughs> like well, he's running they, around they, the house and he. Well, they left them outside the first yeah. and then now that he's in the house he is away from the people that are chasing them because the ones that are chasing them are the ones that are eventually knock at the house yeah but how do they know he went to the house yeah I don't know someone's probably glassed on them the fucking page hood watch superior class sense yeah um, <laughs> yeah it was it was the the woman phone yeah the they said later woman. on didn't they, did they knock to the house and they directed them to their oh, house oh yeah because yeah. they all come to the end don't they all the neighbours yeah then... um so the kid lets him in, so the, he doesn't try and fuck them up, he literally just tries to hide in their house. He doesn't want to be killed by the people who are chasing him, and he doesn't want to be killed by this family. Yeah. And he thinks he might, because they weren't going to let him in. It yeah. was the kid that let him in. And the only re- any time that he does grab any one of them, it is out of, like, you don't kill me, and I won't kill yeah. them. Um, I've been off that kid, and I've been off that story, that little story arc. Yeah. Like, all the way. I would have m- much too much preferred to, for him not to have opened the security thing but that he got in by, by other, other means, means. Yeah. because then they like apparently this fella this dad works for the best security firm but that's why he's got so much money shite. but his security shite because one his child can override it which is not a good idea to have anyway it literally should just be him that can do like, it like, finger, like retinal like, scan yeah. or fingerprints and second of all, the security system is up, but the fucking firm of Poshy is getting. But what did they? I don't even know what they did. Like, I think they cut, cut the, the power. Door. Yeah, they cut the power. They cut the, the. I think they cut the power and ran the door. Something like that. Like you work for a like high security firm, mm-hmm. you should have like an independent generator to sort shit Instead like that just, out. Like, it shouldn't to the be mains. running. It shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't be plugged into the fucking wall. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd I'd make that a little bit more substantial and have the beginning of the film with the crime rates and how everything's like so I'd have that make a little bit more sense yeah. because it just doesn't make sense and it, it gives off such a weird message mm. 
Like, anyone you come across that's ever committed the crime is an evil person, and if they had the chance, they would kill you. But I suppose anything like that's not, that's suppose not most way. people if they but had the chance to kill, kill someone and then that's not the way, way off, the world works and I feel like the purge is this very well um, constructed form of like propaganda yeah about what crime is and why people do it because of the way that they've set out America in this film I reckon America will be like that mm. soon anyway Having a pair. I reckon that's what the next step is. Donald I feel Trump like Donald Crump's definitely got Donald Crump. Like... <laughs> Donald Crump. <laughs> Change the name to Donald Crump. We're building a wall. They're getting a page. So no one can escape. He's uh, definitely got a Hunger Games in yeah. mind. In Trump Tower. Like Trump this, Tower's the scariest game. game of hide and seek ever in a hotel. <laughs> right, guys, we're turning off the lights. We've got to give you a knife and a gun or something, whatever. You know, dealer's choice. Just <laughs> have a go with each other. And they're like the contestants are just everyone he's blocked on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> Elijah, Elijah Daniels. They were a massive deal though. <laughs> Stephen King's there. Yeah, he's Steve. blocked Stephen King on Why? Twitter. Why? Because fake news. Stephen King's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Stephen King tweeted something like, "The news is real. The president's fake." Yeah. <laughs> and can we have Barack back, please? Uh, Barack back. Hashtag Barack back. <laughs> Guys, Twitter hashtag Barack back. <laughs> and then he blocked him. Um, and Stephen King tweeted, Donald Trump's blocked me, and I now block him from watching it. And Mr. Mercedes, no floating for you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no floating for you. <coughs> I like the, se- the second and the third, and was there a fourth? I feel I like there was a fourth and a fifth and a sixth. One. I don't know. Uh, the second one was the um, the fella whose son got hit by the fella in the car. And the second the one was more like the working class. Yeah, it was like when they were out in the streets. And um, the third one was the fella who worked, who owns his own shop, and then them girls, the young girls, came. Remember we watched it together? The young girls came back no. in the night and tried to blow up a shop, and no. she was like, I want my candy old man. Have you not seen the third one? No, I haven't seen the third one. Uh, it's really good. It's, it's, like, it's, <laughs> it's probably the best one out of the three of them, and right. then there's, um, there's foreigners coming from like Germany, <gasps> just coming to like Page. Yeah, like, that would happen. Tourist, 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 murder tourism, they were calling it. And then it was really good. It was really good. The that would one, definitely happen. As you should watch. The third one's better than the first and the second. Yeah. And there's an AMD hire the government. Like, there's a government official and she's running and she wants to stop the page. Mm. And her security guard is the fellow from the second film. Mm. And she hires him, but there's like an inside clash and she tries to get murdered so she stops. So That's so, the second one? This, yeah. this is the third one. Right, Someone's right. trying to stop her from stopping the page. Okay. And they set, they like hire like a band of Nazis to this kill her. This is getting so meta. <laughs> the in a box. <laughs> the in a box. Yeah, that is really good. And to finish off, I've got a couple of little facts about the page. Good. <clears throat> the page was a real holiday by the pagans and it's called Satanita. And where the criminal acts are legal for a week, but I don't know what pagans get up to and what they think is illegal. So this must have been like yeah. time and time ago. Is what they do is like. Yeah, it depends what their laws were. Yeah, but they'd have like they'd have like they had groups, and then they'd have like a little group leader, and then everyone mm. had to go and try and kill each other's group leader for them to get more food and that. So it was a bit like the Hunger Games, but mm. it was teams instead of just one person. Right. Um, and the page was the biggest low budget film. Like it was classed as low budget film, but yeah, you expect the low budget film not... to be like eight hundred dollars, a couple of guys with a camera. But this was three million dollars. Yeah, for a low budget film. No, for like a, a like a feature film released in cinemas, that is really low budget. That's yeah. really low. 
Um, but yeah, I can see that. I mean, there wasn't much to the set. It was a house, a part of a street, and in his car, and I think that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. So, and a yeah, couple of guns, which you can buy for fifty pence from any like corner yeah, shop and in America. Yeah, and actors and cameras and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that it was. Really cheap. They made a lot of money from it, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think the the, the, the least grossing one was the third film. Everyone was just like, nah, fuck this yeah, shit. Yeah, people were done with it at that point. Yeah. It just it didn't capture people's imaginations, and I think that was because it was an interesting concept. Poorly executed. I don't like the fellow who played the dad as well. No, I can't remember a, what his name is, and I, I can't know, remember what else cunt, he was like. in, but I remember the other thing that he was in, I also didn't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> right, so that's all of me fun facts. All of the films, how we would change them to make them better. So we. Are... I feel like what oh, I, essentially what I've just done is the Bo Burnham thing. And just of... complained about everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the beginning of this perspective of God. Oh, yeah, it was like, I know. It's like, it. you know, I don't want to. I don't think I'm better than anyone. And I, I don't think I'm smarter or. Now, here's how I would change multi-million dollar grossing films. And make them better. So, yeah. from Beetlejuice, you wouldn't change it. You just... You definitely wouldn't have Sammy Davis Jr.'s... Uh. No, and I definitely <laughs> wouldn't change any of the effects that I get what you mean about us having CGI now, but there was a... F- there was a film that Wes Craven done, and I think it was called My Soul to Take, and he oh, was so, testing yeah. something in that where he used only CGI blood. Yeah, and he used no, and it didn't it didn't work. No. It didn't play well. Stuff like that completely draws you out of the feel of a film, where yeah. you can immediately tell, oh, that's really shitty CGI. And I think for certain things in that, it would have been really shitty CGI. And then for Toy Story, you would have changed the ending. The ending, yeah. I don't think the ending justifies. The emotion that you feel in the three films. Yeah. It's a story that spanned almost my lifetime. Something that I've loved as a child, as a teenager, as an adult. Yeah. For it to end with the, with Andy just giving away his toys. But the toys that we know and love so much. Andy doesn't know his toys are real, but we do. Mm. He's giving away his toys, but the story writers shouldn't have had him do that just because of how much they mean. Yeah. To not just Andy, but, but to, to the, the audience, viewers, yeah. to the kids who have grown up with these toys. You know, someone like me who was scared a little bit because after I watched Toy Story, I couldn't go to sleep without putting the toys in my bed because I was scared <laughs> they were going to do a fucking pull of Sid on me and have an uprising <laughs> if I left them on the floor. But it's it inspired so much imagination in kids. Kids. Yeah. You know, if they didn't before, started playing traditionally again because that made it fun. It changed, you know, a lot of kids' opinions on kids' films. Yeah. And it was such an innovative film because it was the first film that was fully computer animated. It did a lot, the first Toy Story, and the second film was brilliant as well. So the idea that it was literally just like, after the three films, after everything we've been through as character and audience, that it was just like, you know what, this little girl and I don't know, you can just have them. Yeah, you can have you them. You can just have them because, you know what, it's not like I've, I've, I've had them all my life. It's not like this toy is a family heirloom. Mm. It, oh, I've just remembered, Andy's mum even says it's an old family toy. Yeah. She says it in the second film. When, when Al wants to buy it. And it's like, no, sorry, And she says, no, you can't, you can't buy that. It's an old family toy and puts it in, like, the lockbox and locks Why it. Why doesn't his mum, like... Shelter him when she tries to give her away, tries to give them away the toy. See, this is this is the thing because if it wasn't originally Andy's and it was an old family toy, then he wouldn't want to anyway because he'd know that story. Mm. 
if it's something that's passed it that, that was passed down to him if that was me and i had something passed down to me i don't feel like i'd actually even have the right to give it to someone no. that wasn't within the family and someone that i didn't know yeah you get me i get you so yeah i'd change the ends and i wouldn't have them throwing away the toys if it was something that was passed down to him it would have been lovely to see him pass it down to yeah. someone else and for the page you'd scrap the end scrap the face i just make the concept of it i just make get rid of that message of anyone who commits a crime is an evil person because yeah. that's not the case and some things are crim- and some things arguably are criminalised that I don't think should be so I don't know I'd, I'd get rid of that uh, um, I'd make the fucking security system Better. make sense <laughs> considering yeah. that he's the, the fucking expert and he can't even keep his own family in the house yeah Um. and I'd, I'd get rid of that actor as well Kill Bill you'd make it so it's a TV programme yeah, if I could change, if I could only change one thing, I would make it known that Kill Bill is Fox Force Five. Right, that was sad. mentioned in Pulp Fiction. And suicide. Other than that, I'd change the how they speak. I'd make it more natural. <laughs> and Suicide Squad. Everything. Everything. So we Everything. just so in the last five minutes we summarised through the films and it took us fifty minutes to talk about them individually. <laughs> I had a lot to say about Suicide Squad. You did have fair. a lot to say about Suicide Squad. You sort of um, went off here. Mm. You flipped your. I'm cap. actually. I've begun the process of rewriting Suicide Squad. Oh, you rewriting Suicide Squad? <laughs> just, for my own, just for my own entertainment and my own peace of mind, I'll sleep easier once I've read a decent Suicide Squad film. go fund me for, go, for the new Suicide Squad. For Catherine's, me to meet it. Catherine's Suicide Squad, go fund me. <laughs> well, you know what, right? Once I've finished it, we'll do that. We'll make a go fund me. I'll put the script online. I'll get a copyright first, but then I'll put it online. <laughs> People can read the script, and if they want to see the film be made, they can donate. Okay, Warner Brothers will come up for you. <laughs> I was going to say Harvey Weinstein will come up for you then, but people he's are coming up for other him. people. <laughs> people are already there getting them, and he's already decaying for other people. <clears throat> on that note, <laughs> on that note, happy birthday, Catherine! <laughs> Thank you very much. Have you enjoyed the podcast? I it's have enjoyed the podcast. All yeah, about, I feel all about your opinions. <laughs> That's my best kind of podcast. All of Although that's every every podcast you do. <laughs> okay, so this has been the Idiot Box Tales podcast on my birthday with me, Kat. And me, Tom. Bye. Bye.